Jimmy, your own voice. Bro. Welcome back to the Ultimate Fan Fix podcast in association with Ultimate Fan, the next level fantasy football game. Please note that general terms and game rules apply 18 plus only. My name is Reese Charlton, also known as UF Reese, and I am the host of the Ultimate Fan Fix, which aims to help the UF community create their best possible lineup ahead of each game week. After taking a well-deserved week off, uh, the UFF is back with a very special episode to mark the podcast's return with the king of the UF Discord server and all-round fantasy guru, UF Max, joining me in the studio today. How are we doing, Max? I'm good, thank you. It's nice to be back, especially after that break. Get back into the football. Sorry for the community I've left behind for a week, <laughs> but I'm back. Uh, it's been. It has been a, a very quiet week. I, I will admit. I. It was very weird not logging on my laptop and seeing what Discord had to offer today. But yeah, let's just say it's very good to be back. I'm quite happy to be back as well. So we'll we'll get straight into it, Max. We'll go off. With, with game week eight, I mean, I know it feels like an eternity. We've had a week off. We've completely wiped the memory of that game week out of our minds. But did you take any notes from that game week? Is there anything that you've gone and gone, yes, I need to remember that for, for next week? N- not not so much remembered based on the fact that it does feel like an eternity ago. So I'll admit I, I had to, when I got back into the office this week and I got back into the rhythm of things, I had to turn attentions back. Um but there were there were a few notable points from game week eight, I think, and um, uh, I mean, firstly that that Nottingham Forest team, <laughs> I, d- I just I did I despair. They, they've conceded three. Somehow Mitro hasn't got in on the action, um, and it just looks like they're going to concede three, four, five goals every single game, and that that is it's a recipe. It's a recipe for disaster for them, but for fantasy players. Oh, it's just a target to fixture every <laughs> single week, and I, I, I can't. Um, I just with how many signings do they make? Twenty. I think I, w- I want to say twenty-one. I want to. I think because they've obviously got that Sergio Rier in the door now as well. So I think it's twenty-one overall. Oh, it's that. That isn't helping things <laughs> behind the scenes. There must be. It must be chaos. Mm-hmm. It must be chaos. And I, I feel. I feel for the manager. Because he's he was clearly good at what he, what he did previously, but that is they are a sinking ship, and um, to see that Fulham put three past them, and I don't, I mean that Fulham team is half decent, but mm. you just dread to think if what was it City put six past them on a bad day, they they could concede ten, mm-hmm. and it wouldn't be a surprise <laughs> to anyone. Um, may, maybe these twenty one new signings will gel. I don't know. I, I mean, it is a lot. I mean, throw a hundred million quid at a squad and bring in twenty-one new, brand new players. What what can possibly go wrong? But it it, it does look a mess. I, I will agree with you on that. It looks it looks terrible at the moment. I can't lie. I uh, I, have, I have a positive point though from game week eight. Um, I totally forgot I put the golden boot on this guy, but I believed him in him, and he clearly believes in himself. Uh, Neil Mopai <laughs> scoring. Um, I I was never Mopai's biggest fan. I always thought he, um, I don't know, I don't think he lacked the cutting edge to be a, an elite Premier League player or, mm-hmm. or, or a very, very good Premier League striker. But then 
the 180 minutes or whatever that I've watched of him for, for Everton so far, I think Lampard knew what he was doing bringing him in. I, um, who knows what DCL injury status is for the rest of the season, let alone upcoming mm-hmm. weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he'll get goals and against the right teams, the Forests against, I mean, scoring against West Ham who are, I know they're having a difficult season, but they're a defensive team. They're very resilient. I think Mopai will get goals mm-hmm. and I like... I'm obviously a big Damari Gray fan. I think we've talked enough on the podcast, on Discord, on social channels about how good <laughs> Anthony Gordon is. Oh, yeah. I think he'll get the service and I think mm-hmm. he'll get goals. And um, I, for a, as a silver card, I think he'd be a nice pickup. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'll be using him quite a lot this season and I'm quite happy to stick my golden boot. And he got me, I think he got 16 points, which when they score and you put a golden boot on 16 points, you're a bit like, oh, but it's 16 points. Yeah, it's, it's it's more it's more than what he would have got with them. So you, you got the double for the seven points, didn't you? So it's better than nine points. You've landed an extra seven on top of that. Mm-hmm. I thought Mopay was always quite harsh, hardly, he was quite harshly treated at Brighton. He wasn't terrible. I mean, the first year that he played in the Premier League for them, I'm sure he scored 10 goals. So I've always thought he'd like, you know, I mean, the players that they've had brought in, they've had Welbeck and they've got that undav on the bench who, if he ever gets a chance, could could be one to watch, but he never seems to get it. I thought he was quite badly treated, but I mean, the problem with Morpay has always been, he's always been a bit of a, excuse my language, a shithouse defend, like striker. He just doesn't, I mean, were you there when he played for Brentford at Birmingham City at St. Andrews? I mean, it was around Christmas time. And I, I just remember it. He got, I can't remember which defender it was. I want to say it was Harley Dean. He just had enough of him and just completely studied him in the back. Don't know how the referee didn't pick it up. And Lee Camp ran over to him while he was on the floor and pointed his face, started laughing at him, like, get up, this, that, and the other. And come out in social media, it turns out that Neil Warpie had literally got gash marks in his back from where Harley Dean had studied him completely in the back. All this over just being a pain in the ass on the pitch and just not leaving it. Every time, like he was poking and prodding Harley Dean. And I will say for the first half, he kept his cool, but second half, he just lost his head. I think that's what that's what you get with Neil Mopai. Mm-hmm. He, he might also, I mean, he had that run in with Burnt Lennon. Yeah, when, when, yeah, the injury. Yeah, that was yeah. a nasty injury, that was. Yeah. It was one of them where he's just a, he's a bit like a Richarlison type style of character. It's why he'll be loved at Everton. Exactly. It's exactly. why he'll be loved up there. But yeah, I could see I could see getting him in. He could get him for a decent amount of coins. Silver striker, quite easy to get hold of. Yeah, I could I could vouch for that. I, I could I could have him in my Cheers. team. I would quite <laughs> happily have that. The three I wrote down, now Fulham, as you brought up earlier, they're the hidden gems of this year. Some of the players they've got that are picking up points are, are players you wouldn't pick. Kenny Tete is a top ten defender in the game this year. And didn't they sign a right back, Mbabu? They've signed Mbabu, so it turns out bench, they've I'm literally, yeah, 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 they barely, barely got Mbabu. Because I, I was, I was really hyping up when they signed Mbabu. I love Mbabu because he's so tall and so quick for a fullback. He's on six two and a bit of a FIFA. Oh, I mean, yeah, uh, we'll, 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 we'll leave that bit aside. Let's leave the FIFA out of it. But either apart from that, I thought he was pretty good at Wolfsburg. I thought it was a great signing. But it turns out Kenny Tete has been the man all along. He's got twenty nine points so far this year. He's had three assists already. Yeah, he's a player that's completely flew, flew under the radar. He's got 12 tackles as well. Just a player that's just completely flew under the radar. And Fulham have just got a couple of them in their teams. I will come on to another player later on. That's a little bit more well-known that he's picking up the points. But um, I will come on to a player that I've completely fell in love with in the last couple of uh, weeks. And 
I brought him up earlier in the season and I, I feel that his rating is now completely harsh and we should not have given him a base card rating. But I'll come on to that a little bit later. The other two things I wrote down is Haaland is a must-buy. It, it, it's just now at the point, like, he's not in packs, but you've got to buy him. He, he's got to be in your team. He's literally scoring every week. That There is no other way at words of putting it other than you need to buy him. Even even if it's going to cost you 3,500 coins, you need to buy him. They they looked they looked good against Wolves. I watched mm. I watched that game whilst sat in thirty degree heat in, <laughs> in Rhodes, and it was basically the only thing um, I got away with watching football that week. <laughs> um, and I think I picked a good one because he, um, yeah, he he's, he he can he can fashion mm. a goal out of nothing. Mm-hmm. And they just they are totally dominant when they feel like it. They are just totally dominant. Yeah, I, it's one of them. The, the Man City are just phenomenal this year. And I, I took a bet at the beginning of the year that my, my I had a mate who was absolutely adamant they would go unbeaten all year. And all my mates laughed about it. I know we're only seven games in, but now I'm a little bit concerned. I'm looking at it now going, oh, okay, this isn't as straightforward as I thought it'd be. Here's me thinking it'd be done by game week six. They would have lost. They've gone behind twice. And still won the game. Like they've gone behind by two goals as well, twice, and still won the game. And it's one of them now where I'm like, it's gonna take something really special to beat these. And it's like I really, really hope I'm not sitting here game week twenty going, Oh my god, we could see this bet win. I I, I wouldn't be taking that bet now. No. I I think <laughs> I think this is I it's been said before about City. What five six years now they've been the absolute driving force in the league. You you hope. I want to see a team go and beaten again. I think a lot is talked about the invincible still. Mm-hmm. Even I, though you look at the more you look into that season, some of the the results are shocking. They shouldn't. <laughs> shocking. We we Birmingham City nearly beat them at their place. We drew nil nil and we nearly beat them. We hit the bar in the last minute of the game. Like imagine if that hit the underside, that that would be gone. Last day of the season <laughs> against Leicester, they nearly threw it away there, and yeah. they got a ridiculous amount of draws. And I think the difference between that Arsenal team and this City team is this City team just batter everyone mm. every week mm. if they are in the mood. But they have the ability to throw it away, and actually I think this week could be a week that it happens. Actually, yeah, especially <laughs> especially who they've got. You look at the... The derby this week; those are the type of games that always throw a little. Well, they, they could have, they could have won the league a couple of years back, didn't they? When they played Manchester United, and then I mean they won the league anyway, but they could have won the league that week. Mm-hmm. They went two 0 up and completely battled it after half time and lost three two. So anything can happen, I suppose. Anything, <laughs> anything can happen. My last note was: uh, Son has arrived finally. Um, he picked up twenty nine points in game week eight. He was king of the week. Yeah, and he came on in like the 70th minute, didn't he? (laughs) (laughs) And uh, the thing is, I worked out that he'd only picked up 21 points in the first six game weeks, plus the two UCL contests. So he'd scored more points against Leicester than he did against every other team he's played against this season, which is quite ridiculous when, when you look at it. That just shows how much he played a part in... It's three goals and an assist. So... Showed how much of a part he played. He's, I mean, he again. He's just, he's wonderful to watch when he's when he's playing well. And it's actually been quite difficult to watch him not playing well while Spurs are winning mm. because 
you feel like he is the catalyst. Yeah, he, he, he is great. Like, I mean, I, the one one of the best bets I've ever had in my lifetime is backing him for Golden Boot last year at thirty three to one. Oh, I bet you're. I bet you're feeling a bit sick that Kulisevsky <laughs> never got that pass off against Norwich. <laughs> I know I would be. I, I was still chuffed a bit. So don't get me wrong. Like, I mean, <laughs> I, I lost half the odds because obviously I had to share it with with, with, with Salah. Share yeah. it with Salah, but. I still, I think it was one of the best calls and I called it for the completely the wrong reasons. Saying that Kane's going to Man City. He'll be the main man. He'll score all the goals when Kane's gone. Kane didn't go. I was like, ah, oh, I've really battled this. And then it went the complete other way and he still did it anyway. So I'll take it. I will take it. I think that, that really covers game week eight. I think we've done quite well to go back to that, even though we could not remember a thing about <laughs> it 20 minutes ago. So um, the stat that I want to bring up is... There is a team card curse in in Ultimate Fan. It is very... uh, It's quite funny, actually, that we look uh, at the first seven game weeks and and this is still going. I I didn't expect it to get past game week four. Like, when I posted the tweet three or four weeks ago, I was quite happy with, oh, that's a good little stat, probably run out in a couple of weeks. But we're now game week seven, it's still going. Um, The most selected team card by players has failed to win each week in the Premier League contest. So I'll, I'll run down it. I'll go down it from first. So in game week one, it was Aston Villa. They lost 2-0 to Bournemouth. Game week two, it was West Ham. They lost 1-0 to Nottingham Forest. Game week three was Leicester. They lost 2-1 to Southampton. Newcastle was game week four. They drew one all with Wolves. Brighton was game week five. They lost 2-1 to Fulham. Game week six was Newcastle again. They drew 0-0 with Crystal Palace. And once again, game week eight, it was Newcastle. And they drew one all with Bournemouth. The thing that makes this interesting for me is that four of the seven teams that players went against were base card teams and they've stopped a result coming in there. It, it's interesting though, because when you run down the, that list and as you ran down it again, then uh, I was looking at, looking at it earlier, every single one of those games or nearly every game should have or could have gone the other way. Mm-hmm. West Ham battered Forest, missed a penalty could easily should have, should have won that. Mm-hmm. Leicester were um were, were pretty good against Southampton that day and were mm-hmm. unfortunate. Uh yeah it was a cha- it was a Shay Adams double wasn't it? He left it quite late. Uh-huh. Um Newcastle were in a bit of form when they drew to Wolves. It it was a it was a bit of a sketchy game I remember that one that was the one with the St Maximum absolute screamer wasn't it at the mm-hmm. end. Mm-hmm. Um Brighton again looked decent against Fulham that day and just unfortunate on the stats they they should Come away with the points. Newcastle against Palace, that was the one with Tyreek Mitchell's own goal that got yeah, ruled got out ruled with out. VAR. Um, and then Newcastle again against Bournemouth. Um, Newcastle were totally dominant on the stats. And mm-hmm. I, I look back at that one when we were having a look at game week eight and mm-hmm. they they peppered them and just didn't get the ball over the line. And there's a lot to be said about scoring goals. But I think the fact that seven weeks there and actually the results could have gone the other way suggests that people aren't making the wrong decision. They're just it's getting just a bit unlucky. unlucky. Yeah. <laughs> I'm glad you didn't say the Villa game because they deserve to lose that game they against Bournemouth. <laughs> they were awful that day. We can't. I'm glad you didn't say they were close. They didn't They didn't look anywhere near it that week. But the rest I could, I could definitely see a case for. Um, just in case you're worried that your card falls into the most selected team this week currently, it's once again for game week nine, it's Newcastle. They have Fulham away. Which I think is a bit of an odd choice because Fulham away is, at the moment is quite a tough place to go to, especially the fact that Liverpool didn't get a point there. They, they drew with there. So it's quite a tough place to go to. And or, then 
also before before you pick out the other one, um, the the Newcastle one. I, and I've said Fulham are a decent team. I think it's it'll be a difficult game for Newcastle. It'll be even more difficult given they have no striker with Isak injured on. Oh, he's out for a couple of weeks, isn't he? Yeah. There's so many mixed reports on that, but yeah, um, Bruno Gumaresh is that, out. That's a big miss straight away. Uh, Callum Wilson, he seemed to suggest no. Um, Alan Samax and the reports flying around that he's injured. I'm not sure if Newcastle have any attacking players or they're just going to play like 6 3 <laughs> 1 and Almiron just <laughs> runs around the top. Or, or, just, or just hope for a Chris Wood special, I'm, I'm guessing. Then, yeah. Well, he's been away with New Zealand, presumably. Oh, so that, that's. That could, because it could be a bit too soon of a turnaround, couldn't it? I suppose. I always, after these international breaks, and I think this is this is something that I do like to look into is returning players. And I know that New Zealand played. I think they played at Australia twice, which was maybe it's because in the Oceanic region they haven't really got any other composition. <laughs> They've just decided that all of our friendlies are going to be against each other. Um, but that 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 travel time all the way across mm. the world, even if he comes back. Wednesday, Thursday, you add a day on, by the time they go over the jet lag, he probably picks him because he hasn't got any choice, but probably doesn't want to, mm. and all of a sudden you're out for a losing battle, so I, I fancy Fulham there, actually. Yeah, I'd, I'd have Fulham quite quite easily there as well. Um, Brentford are the other one, they've got 10.1% of the selection. They've got Bournemouth away, which, again, on, on paper, you'd expect Brentford to probably get a result, but... Bournemouth have actually not been playing too bad as of late. They've got some results here and there, and um, they seem to be flying under Gary O'Neill at the moment. So, I think that one depends on whether they get a manager or not. Mm-hmm. Because if they get a new manager in, I saw the recent reports were like Chris Wilder, I think. Um, if they bring a manager in over the next 48 hours, the players are playing for their place. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, I always think that puts a few percent on their performance and then mm-hmm. you can never write a new man you can never write off the new manager bounce no um but as you said it is brentford that they, they you can't be you can't say a team's unlucky to lose three nil but they they weren't the three nil loss to arsenal it mm-hmm. should have been mm-hmm. and then previous to that they they battered leads they um they have looked good ivan tony can score goals for fun as we know shamey will never get a chance in the England team. Um, <laughs> and and they're a well-drilled side. So, yeah, I think Brentford is probably the safer pick out of those two. Yeah, I, yeah, I, could, I couldn't argue with that. I, I think I think Newcastle is just... I, I couldn't understand 10%, especially when we know how well Fulham are playing at the moment. And they're, they're easily... I'd, I'd like to say they're one of the most underrated teams in the league this year because people are just... They're expecting them to go down, but they're completely fighting against that trend. So... Yeah, I think Newcastle's a very brave choice there. Uh, before we go into game week nine, Max, I just want to ask you a question. So when you pick your team for each game week, what is your thought process behind each player? Is there a reason why you're selecting that particular card? Is there something you're looking for when you're pl- picking that select... Pl- ugh, I'll get my words out. Picking that particular card. Yeah, so um, I, I play a lot of fancy sports and I think a lot of the... Uh, a lot of the conversation is always driven around is it fixtures over form, form over fixtures. Mm-hmm. I am very much in the camp of fixtures over form. It doesn't matter how good a player is playing, if they're playing one of the toughest teams in the league, you expect a difficult game. And if you pick that player and they don't perform, well, you've only really got yourself to, to blame. Um, whereas I, I think you target the right fixtures. Um, we've, we've talked about finding the forests and... and 
knowing which team is going to concede three or four in a week or feeling like you know and and banking on them and especially so especially so in UF because I think UF is that um it offers that nice the, that that nice divide between consistent players and differentials um and so when I'm picking my team I'm looking around the team and thinking I need two or three golds that are um that are consistent that have good games and I'll come on to who who those are shortly and then um and then and then looking at those silvers and bases and who has nice fixtures, who's going to pick up points and who is not going to be picked by the rest of the teams that is going to give you that point score that's going to put you in the money. And um, that's that's what we're all here for, isn't it? Getting <laughs> a slice of that two and a half grand. So th- getting, the, getting the right differentials pays dividends. Um, and then when I'm going through position, it's quite simple. I'm looking at that team card that, that's going to win and win handsomely. I'm always going wing backs in defence. Uh, I don't get... I, get, I do get picking a centre-back because they come up and they score big headers, your mm. Salibas, your Van Dykes. They will they will get goals, but a good week for a defender, they get a goal and cons- and, a, and a clean sheet A good w- uh, for a centre-back. A good week for a wing-back, they can get involved in three or four goals if, 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 it's, the right, um, if it's the right fixture. And mm. then I think like most people, you mids and forwards, you're looking for those goal-scoring ones who are going to put a shift in around the pitch. Um, that's pretty much my selection in a nutshell. Yeah, that seems fair. <laughs> I mean, that's that's probably covered the most. I'm, for me, I, I've always looked for a player that picks up points, especially in midfield. Uh, I like a player who picks up points in every category. So they'll chip in with a goal or, or an assist. They'll get a couple of tackles and they'll have a go at goal. Those those players are, are, are absolute gold dust in this game to me. So that's why, like, as I'll mention him a little bit later, I won't I won't say his name now. But there's a particular player who just seems to be scoring at the moment. Loves to put a challenge in as a puppet goal. Is he is he Portuguese? He is Portuguese. Yes. <laughs> yeah. He is as Portuguese. When, when, <laughs> when you describe the player, there was one very, very distinct player and you thought, well, it's him, isn't it? So <laughs> <laughs> no pride for guessing, but we'll we'll leave leave the listeners hanging and see if they've worked it out by the time you get there. <laughs> uh, yeah, defenders wise, I I'm I'm wing backs all the way. I don't really I the, I will I will I will put a centre back in if the fixture is better, but I do like a wing-back because I do like... I'm the same with FPL. I want the wing-backs. I don't want the centre-backs. Like, I feel there's more chance of an involvement with a goal from the wing-backs than, than there are with, with the centre-backs. So I, I'm, I'm someone who looks for that. Um, and strikers, I've always, I've always seemed to take a chance on a striker. I always look at the fixture and go, yeah, they could probably get one against them. I'm not someone who will go and go, I need Haaland because I know he's going to score every week. I like for some reason I like to make it harder for myself and try and find a striker who has a chance of scoring but isn't get, isn't nailed on. Is probably why I like Ivan Tony so much in this game at the moment. But yeah, I definitely have a mix. I'm I'm someone who looks at the fixtures, but I do consider a little bit of form in the mix as well. Um, right, we're going to game week nine, so we'll start with your best selection of the week, Max. My best selection is absolutely Mo Salah. Um, I, I just I, it feels very similar to the conversation we had for three, four weeks ago, however long it was before they played Bournemouth at home mm-hmm. and won nine, won nine nil. nil. Yeah, it it feels the same. Um, Liverpool are they're coming off um, the nil nil with Everton, 
Um, they have been patchy. They lost that game to Napoli. But when they're at home, they seem to remember how to play football and they don't just remember, they they absolutely fly. That 9-0, I said it before the game, um, I, I thought it was going to be 6 or 7. 9 didn't surprise me. I think it's going to be similar. I think Brighton are obviously better, but without Graham Potter aren't. So it uh, doesn't matter how good this new manager is, he will not be Graham Potter and Brighton will have somewhat of a slump in my mm-hmm. opinion. Mm-hmm. Um I think that um I think they'll easily be four, maybe five, and Salah is he's looking a bit more like he's returning to form. He's been away with Egypt and I know he scored a couple of goals. He was scoring goals back at the end in the Champions League. I think um I, I think I th- there's not many of them out there. <laughs> There's none in packs. Um, if you've got one, you absolutely play him and you captain him. That's the way I see it. I do not have one. I do not have the coins to pick up on the market. <laughs> I wish I did. Um, therefore, I will come on to my next best selection when we talk about non-gold players. <laughs> uh, unfortunately, I'm in, I'm in the same bracket. You can't get this player in packs anymore. But I just feel his form at the moment can't be ignored. And that, that is son. Um, his form against Arsenal in recent time is is ridiculous. He's had 10 goal contributions in his last nine games. He finally got off the mark with a hat-trick in his last game. I think it's worth taking a chance on him. Everybody will go, Harry Kane, he's scored 13 goals against Arsenal. Yes, yes, we, we know Harry Kane is very, very good against Arsenal, but I feel there'll be more people playing Harry Kane than, than Son. So I think Son is probably the better option. I, I I just think Tottenham are, are going to give a bit of a, a bit of a rude awakening to Arsenal this week. So, I, I I agree. I do think this could be a bit. I think this could be Arsenal have got a difficult run coming mm-hmm. up, and mm-hmm. I, and I think they'll know it. And I think Arteta, having watched All or Nothing, will have um, tried to drum it into them that this is what this is what's going to define them. And I think it is what's going to define them, mm-hmm. but not for the good. <laughs> I think they're going to go on a bit of a bit of a bad run here. He's going to get the light bulb back out again. <laughs> That uh, that is the best part of that season for me with that light bulb with the really really long cable with his with one of the coaches just trying to plug it in. I think that was just that was the highlight for me. That was a phenomenal scene. I was absolutely howling at that scene. I hope we get some nice drawings out of it. <laughs> the man's clearly an artist. Right, uh, non gold gems, Max. We'll go with yours first. Yeah, so a player I can pick this week. I do have him in my team. Um, Aronson. Mm-hmm. I think um, I think Villa are still fragile. That Villa Southampton game never look into Villa and Southampton games. I saw a tweet. I think it was Jeff Stelling who said these are the worst of the games since the Premier League began, and they are Southampton Villa do not ser- does not serve up anything. So I can put that to one side and look at the rest of their sort of form. And um, at Ellen Road, Aronson is clearly. The, the teacher's pet, he will play 90 minutes, um, he gets involved, uh, I think he'll either score, get an assist, he will be involved, he will get points and I'm willing to put my captaincy on him in the hope that Villa have a bit of a capitulation. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't like their defence this season, Luca Dean is injured, um, which opens the door for Ashley Young. Yeah, I, he played pretty well, apparently, the other week, Ashley Young did. But I think there's... Um, He's about 40 years old, and Brendan yeah. Aronson's 
pretty lightning quick 21 year old I, I, I don't care how good Ashley Young is playing and I've liked Ashley Young over the years he's been he's been a good servant for his clubs mm-hmm. I think Aronson could give him nightmares at Ellen Road and um, that is that that's where my my pick stands but shout out for Harvey Elliott as well um, you can't get your hands on Salah which I can't I will be playing Harvey Elliott that's fair yeah uh, he's uh He's. I actually wrote the list of my non-goal gems before we came in for tomorrow's podcast, and Harvey Elliott's on the list, so that's a a little gem there of information already. So we're on the same wavelength. I'm glad we. Uh, I'm glad we came to that conclusion. <laughs> he has been a points merchant for me mm-hmm. this season. Mm-hmm. That nine 0 was wonderful, him and Carvalho. But there's been plenty of other games that he's mm-hmm. picked up points, and he will just continue to do so to the to to the extent that I expect by the end of the season we're talking about Harvey Elliott in a different. Um, different mm-hmm. veins we are now I think he will be yeah I think cemented. he'll be a regular starter yeah. by, by, the, by, by the end of the season I think he'll be in that team I don't think you can have him out of that team I do agree he's quite an exciting talent my my two uh, non-goal gems so these will feature on, on, the, on the podcast tomorrow as well um, the, man of, the man of the moment that has been we've been dropping all hints of who he could be and this that and the other it's Joe Alpel in year of Fulham I absolutely love the bloke at the moment he's my new Christian Norgard just can't get enough of him at the moment. His tackle points are phenomenal. He gets shots on target here and there. Chips in with a couple of goals. For, for a defensive midfielder, he does seem to be finding the net at, at a respectable rate. So he's a player that I'm quite happy to put into my team. I did um, I did put him in my girlfriend's team a couple of weeks back and captained him when he scored. And oh, the scenes in my living room when he scored. Oh, absolutely epic. But... I, I, he takes on Newcastle this week. It's a tough game, but I, at the bare minimum, I'm expecting three points for, from tackles alone. So I think he's worth taking the risk on. Newcastle, as you said, they're quite depleted with, with injuries and players coming back from international duty. So maybe it worth taking a chance. And, you know, home, home advantage does pay off sometimes. So he could deliver there. Uh, the other one, uh, funnily enough, links into one of the games you've mentioned as well for, for Leeds Villa. I've gone with uh, Sinistera for, for Leeds. He's scored two in two games for, for Leeds at the moment. He's, he's not starting, but he's coming on and making a difference, which I feel is... Worth taking a chance on. Okay, he's not going to play the full 90, but he will come on and make a difference. If Leeds needs something with 25 minutes left to go, he will come on and I guarantee he'll probably score. So I think Sinistera at the moment is probably not a bad bet there. A player that could bum this week. So there's a player that you feel will probably be highly selected, but will not deliver it in the way that people expect. I'm sticking a group of players in here. Oh, okay. Those... Premium City assets. We've we mentioned it earlier, and whilst I do believe they're dominant, um, I think this is the potential banana skin of all of them that they've had so far or have coming up. Um, I wouldn't be I wouldn't be playing Harlan KDB or Cancelo. Mm-hmm. I just um, I can see I can see it either being quite a drab game and um, Ten Hag trying to strangle the life out of it, and it ends nil-nil and nothing real and City just sort of banging away from 30, 40 yards and not really breaking through or the or, or the, the, the the flip side to that or and kind of actually sort of similar um, is that uh, Rashford and Sancho haven't gone on international duty yeah I, I think th- that is a bonus yeah I think that Ten Hag he clearly knows what he's doing tactically it took him a few games as we saw but he 
tactically, you saw it in the Arsenal game, you saw it in the Liverpool game. He knows how to sort of kill a game um, and then break with some fluidity that that um, that creates goals and goal scoring opportunities. And um, I think they'll have spent the last two weeks going, "This is how we sit on on our eighteen to thirty yard." sort of zone and as soon as we get the ball Sancho you run that way Rashford you run that way at speed and we will find you and that is going to create havoc for a city defence that play too high Mm -hmm. at times Mm -hmm. often concede opportunities that way and they could easily go one or two up and all of a sudden it's a different game and that I just players that could bomb all of those premium city assets (laughs) I think that's fair. I, I couldn't argue with that. I, Derby Day brings out a completely different sort of mentality and I feel Ten Hag will be marching the troops out for for, for, for the game this weekend. So I think City, I think it's a fair a fair point to, to swerve them just just purely because, uh, as, we, as I've just said, Derby Day brings out a completely different mentality and games go completely the other way that you expect it's happened before and it will it will always happen again so I couldn't argue with that my choice is Gabriel Jesus of Arsenal oh don't say that I just <laughs> I was looking at it and I thought you know what Spurs Arsenal there can be goals I'm going to stick my goal boot and it was the most tentative selection I've ever put in <laughs> I, right, Man City and Spurs. Spurs has always been a bit of a bogey team for, for Manchester City. That That is a point. His record against Spurs is abysmal. He's only scored once in 10 appearances against Spurs. Ooh. Wow. So th- th- that's the concern straight away there. The only thing that you can take from that is he was playing for Man City. They were the bogey team. Arsenal now, Derby Day setting. Could be a complete different scenario. This is when I put him in here now and he goes and bangs a hat trick and picks up 35 points. And it turns out to be the absolute biggest mistake of my UF career so far. But I think you've got to look at the record. Yes, Gabriel Jesus looks probably the best he's ever been in the Premier League, without doubt. But that record is such a worry straight away. You look at the rest of his team records, he's at least got a couple of goals against some people. Spurs just seem to be a team he can't score against or even provide an assist against. I think he's I think he's a swerve this week. I think there's better options out there. I I, I do agree. And that's why I said I was so tentative. I think Conte will close those gaps mm-hmm. that he's had in games against Bournemouth, in games against... Palace at the start, I remember him getting quite a lot of nice little pockets. Mm-hmm. I don't think Conte will give him any pockets of space and he'll have to he'll have to force it. And I think that's essentially why he never got into the City team because he mm-hmm. was never good enough to force that that space. Mm-hmm. Um I it's you've helped me here. <laughs> <laughs> the the decision I was tr- I was mulling over a couple of hours ago was clearly wrong and I knew it was wrong <laughs> and now I need to look at those forward options. In comes my pie again. <laughs> back, back you come, Neil. Here's a gone through. Do the business. <laughs> right, the final question. Uh, your team card selection. No doubt about it, Liverpool. I'm mm-hmm. not even going to... I've gone over all the reasons why they're going to score four or five. They're probably going to keep a clean sheet. It's, In fact, they are going to keep a clean sheet. I, I don't think there's... Um, I, I really... I look at the list of the big teams... And think 
I wouldn't be picking any of them. I think Chelsea Palace is difficult. I mm-hmm. think Arsenal Spurs, you, you don't want to go for it. Arsenal Spurs, United City, they're both derbies. You, you, you don't want, you, you can't be taking that chance. And then in the smaller ones, we've discussed Brentford, uh, Brentford Bournemouth, Fulham Newcastle. I, I just don't feel like there's any alternative. Is there? I I think Liverpool's probably the safe play, yeah. If you, if you were to to take out of those lists, yeah, Liverpool's a safe play. I I couldn't argue with that. I've gone with someone different. Just so, just trying to be different for being different. I, I've just been different, being <laughs> just to say a different. And I've picked Leicester just purely on the basis of the what? opposition. Leicester City. Yes. The team. The this team is the that thing, are getting relegated. Right, in we, your we, you, you laugh at me about this, but they are in serious <laughs> trouble right now. We're, uh, this is going on record now. That I said at the beginning of the season that I feel Leicester could be potential relegation candidates if they don't replace the players that they let out. That has happened. They've not replaced the players. They look in trouble. Jamie Vardy does not look anywhere near the level that he was last season or the season before. Leicester could be in trouble, but they're playing a team that I'm expecting to finish bottom of the league with with less than 15 points at this rate. Yes. So, you do, I I've just gone with Leicester purely on the basis of 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 the the opposition, not because I think Leicester are playing well, because they're not. They're playing appalling. They they did all right against Spurs, but they then went on to concede six. They had a good start, completely wrecked it, and then just went into complete collapse I'm only putting them in because I'm expecting to scrape a 1-0 win that's it uh, I do I do think Leicester will win I do think they'll win 1-2-0 and it does um, they are you'll look back on this and go yeah that was pretty obvious mm. um, this is where they might turn their form around they've got a great run of fixtures coming up mm. um, but at the same time they have been so woeful mm. that they have you just been bad to watch you just have to think I wouldn't be going for their team card but only because I've got Liverpool. I would consider it otherwise. I would be considering Madison, mm-hmm. Barnes. Mm-hmm. I am 50-50 at this stage between James Justin and uh, Christensen. Mm-hmm. Um, and I probably will opt for Justin if I feel like they are go. I, I probably will go for Justin. Yeah, um, when, when he's not injured, he's normally a consistent point scorer. So I, I'd probably pick Justin. But And yeah, for all those reasons, the Leicester team card is probably... Quite highly selected, but it mm. says a lot that Leicester are home to Forest, and we have you have picked out two other base mm. cards or base silver cards, mm. team cards that have been selected over them. Yeah, I don't even think Leicester are third. I, I can't remember off the top of my head, but there was another team with seven and a half percent, and it definitely wasn't Leicester. So this could be where their season turns, mm-hmm. and I like Leicester. I, I, do, I do like Leicester. I'm not saying I don't. I, I do like Leicester. I just think they're in a lot of trouble. And they're very obviously not going to pay Brendan Rodgers' release clause to get rid of him because it's something stupid. I read it's something like 19 and a half million quid, his release clauses. So, I wonder he's just sticking so, out the same team yeah. and sat on the results. <laughs> you know, it's the end of the day. It's one of them with managers. It was like, um, it was a blues gaffer, um, Karanka. He knew that he could sit on it. If he sat on it, he'd get a big payout because it was something four million or something. I'll never get this with managers. I think that... Um, I think that players have to take more of the blame mm-hmm. than the manager gets when they eventually do sack mm-hmm, them. Mm-hmm. I think that I think that players 
contract should be shorter and there should be there should be clauses like this in players contract mm-hmm. you talk about Jamie Vardy he's 36 he's, 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 he's pushing age like he has looked like a player that's looked like in his mid-twenties for, for so many years and now it just seems to have hit him um, at, what, at what point do you at what point do you have to say this guy can't perform at this mm-hmm, level mm-hmm. we need to get rid of him and put more effort into Dakar and well, Ian Atcho. that's the thing I, I thought when they bought Dakar last year, it was a good, it was a good future investment. He's a young lad. He was quite promising for uh, Salzburg. He played for Salzburg. Mm-hmm. He was quite promising for that. He scored quite a few goals. I thought it was a good investment. I said it this time last year that he'll be one for the future. It's just going to take a bit of time. And he played in the European games last year, got a few goals, scored a couple of goals in the Premier League. Now it seems like they're putting more trust in him, but it doesn't seem to be one of let's ease him into the team and we're ready. Let's we need something to happen. Throw him in and hope for the best. Which is, you know, with, with Ian Nacho in the team as well, who was another quite a promising player. It's just like, we'll throw them in and hope for the best and just leave Vardy for the last 25 minutes to cause absolute havoc. Mm-hmm. But it's not working. I, I, I do agree on the aspect of it's not all the manager's fault. I don't want to say it's Brandon, it's all Brendan Rodgers because I don't think it is. The, the lack of investment in the summer is, is a killer for them. But I still think they're going to win this week. <laughs> I, I agree. <laughs> <laughs> well, f- thanks for joining us today, Max. It was, uh, I think this is the longest episode we've ever recorded. We've got to 40 minutes, so we've we've had a quite a good natter about Gay Week Night. And, uh, and I, ultimate fan here. I love football. I love <laughs> fantasy sports. This is this is a great part of the week for me. So thank you for having me on, Reese. We'll, we'll definitely get you on again as, as demanded by the Discord community, so we need to try and find a, a bit more of a a regular spot here or there not every week but we'll, we'll get you on a, a good number of times a month at least I, I guarantee it so Cheers. cool right that's it for, for today's episode of the Ultimate Fan Fix we will be back tomorrow with the non-gold gems we will speak to you then <laughs>